On today's episode, it's your hormone toolkit, a quick hit checklist in four major areas of life to help you support and optimize all your key hormones, including testosterone. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the Holistic Alpha Podcast. It's Wednesday. I hope you're having a kick-ass week so far. Today we're talking about hormones. I'm your host, Stephen Mathis. If this is your first time listening to the show, this podcast is all about helping you unleash your true power As a man, we do that with fitness, nutrition, with sex power optimization, with mind power strategies, and with hormone optimization as we are talking about today. So let's dive right in. Yesterday, we started talking about testosterone and endurance training and really hormones in general and endurance training. And the bottom line is this, if we're not into an endurance sport, we want to keep our workouts to 45 minutes or less, because what happens is when we go beyond that 45 minute time frame, we start to have a detrimental impact on our hormones. So if you're not specifically into an endurance sport, focus on intensity and keep your workouts to 45 minutes or less. If you are into an endurance sport, then the stuff we're going to talk about applies even more because you are putting that added stress on your hormones. But all of us, you guys, this stuff applies to all of us, regardless of how we are training or not. This is These are really the keys in four major areas to help us optimize our hormones. And my hope with running through this checklist quickly today is that you'll find one or two or three things that pop out to you in your unique circumstances that are things that you can kind of focus on right now to change and have an immediate impact. And if you want some help dialing those things in, in your life and your unique circumstances, uh, I would love to have a free strategy call with you. You can shoot me a text 801-742-1439 and we can jump on the phone today or tomorrow. Or if you're international, we can jump on Zoom. Or if you wanna schedule it farther out, you can view my calendar and book a call at holisticalpha.com. So let's talk about two main impacts that we feel with our hormones that affect us negatively. Number one is we have excess stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. These serve a purpose. However, a lot of us run uh, throughout most of our lives in a state of having too many stress hormones. So we want to do things to limit that. The other issue that we run into is simply not making enough good hormones. And that can be specifically with something like testosterone. If we, if we're not doing the things we need to do to support testosterone production, or it can be just a general, you know, sort of uh, hormone production fatigue or adrenal fatigue, where we're just not producing enough hormones in general. And both of us are both of those, you know, kind of production issues can affect us at different times. But in general, if we do the things that support our hormone production, we we support all of that production. So those are the two main things. Are we supporting the production of good hormones and are we limiting stress hormone hormones? So I want to talk about four major areas, nutrition, lifestyle, training, and supplementation. The first is nutrition. Number one is getting enough micronutrients. These are the things that you find in a multivitamin. However, don't get them in a multivitamin because our body can't use that as effectively as if we get it in real food. The number one place is vegetables. Get more vegetables in your life, you guys, and you will uh, feel the benefit. And especially if you focus on three that 
uh, or actually two are my real favorites and sort of a third that has an added boost cabbage and broccoli are awesome for a few reasons they're really high in a lot of amazing nutrients they also inhibit excess estrogen in our body so they're kind of uh, really amazing in particular for hormones and i would highly suggest getting more of those in your life but lots of vegetables in general another good one is beets Beets are really good for uh, nitric oxide, which will help your blood flow, your physical performance, and your sexual performance too. So beets are awesome. The next thing is vitamin D, magnesium, and zinc. These are three uh, three uh, nutrients that are worth supplementing because they're so important from an overall physical health standpoint and because they're so important for our hormones. So vitamin D, magnesium, and zinc are three that are absolutely worth supplementing with really, really important for hormones. Next is avoiding foods with a negative impact. Number one in this list is sugar. Sugar will spike your cortisol and reduce testosterone both, which is the opposite of what we want to do. Along with that is highly processed carbs and uh, toxic fats. So we want to avoid polyunsaturated fats. If you look at some labels, they'll break it down. Some do not break it down enough. Um, but we want to avoid polyunsaturated fats. The number one thing to avoid is the sort of nasty oils, vegetable oil, canola oil, corn oil, peanut oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil. Pretty much we want to avoid oils in products unless it's one of a few. Coconut oil is a really good source of fat, uh, saturated fat. Organic red palm oil is a really good source of both saturated fat and monounsaturated fat, which is really uh, important for hormones. And olive oil has proven benefits that I'm sure that you've probably heard of, and it's really good for hormones as well. So those three oils are really beneficial. Other oils I would in general try to avoid. The other thing, uh, the next thing with nutrition is getting enough healthy fats. So healthy fats, saturated fats, and monounsaturated fats from a classification kind of standpoint uh, and the clean good sources of those are the most important thing uh, in terms of supporting hormone production maybe from a nutritional standpoint because that's actually the building blocks that our body uses to produce hormones with so if we're not getting enough healthy fats in our life it's going to hurt your hormone production so those three oils that i mentioned are good other good sources of fat include pasture-raised dairy avocados eggs things like that uh, next is getting enough water i'm sure that you've heard about this before one of the things that happens when we're not getting enough water is that our hormone production suffers because our body will redistribute some of that hydration to protect more important areas and start to reduce areas like making sperm and testosterone and awesome things like that. So make sure you get enough water. The next thing is supporting dopamine production. So I have an episode that I did on dopamine in particular. You can scroll back in the archive and find that, and that'll go into a lot more detail on that. But supporting dopamine uh, production is really important because of the effect that it has on us. Some foods that do that well are avocados, eggs, fish, and chicken because they contain tyrosine. You can supplement with tyrosine as well. I like eating a lot of avocados and eggs and fish uh, for the most part. And those are great sources of tyrosine. So if you're eating, if you're eating those things, uh, those would be great sources. If not, you may want to consider supplementing with a little bit of tyrosine. The last thing with nutrition is probiotics and prebiotics, including food sources of those like sauerkraut, uh, kefir, kombucha, things that 
uh, will boost your gut because a lot of your brain is in your gut and they've actually have uh, studies that show that probiotics will lower your cortisol levels. So supporting your gut bacteria is really important for keeping your cortisol low. Next, we're going to go into lifestyle. Number one thing with lifestyle without question is sleep. Sleep is your superpower. It's when your body recovers in so many ways, including a couple of really key hormonal ways. Number one, if you don't get enough sleep, it will spike your cortisol and keep your stress hormones higher. And we talked about obviously the negative impact of that. Number two is that your hormone production of your good hormones, including testosterone, most of that happens at night. So if we're not getting enough sleep, it's again kind of a double whammy where we raise our stress hormones and we hurt our good hormone production. And that's the thing with most things with hormones, you know, because they stress hormones and good hormones like testosterone uh, and, and dopamine and oxytocin, because they tend to have kind of this inverse relationship in a lot of cases, uh, we get kind of a double whammy when we do some of these negative things like hurt our sleep. So number one thing with lifestyle is sleep. Number two is breathe more deeply. We often breathe really shallow and quickly. And if we just take a minute to like, like really breathe deep for a couple of minutes, it's been shown to really significantly lower, significantly lower your stress hormone levels, including cortisol. So take a minute to breathe deeply and do that as often as you can. And that's really a super simple, it seems too easy and too simple, but it's actually really effective at lowering your cortisol. Next with lifestyle is have lots of sex and uh, have lots of interpersonal touch of all kinds down to and including, I shouldn't say down to, but including non-sexual things like hugs and even handshakes because those things boost oxytocin. Uh, I have another episode that I did in, again, you can scroll back recently that I did on oxytocin. Oxytocin is often known as the love hormone and and for being involved in social things. However, it's much more than that. It actually sends signals to our stem cells to regenerate muscle. And there's some very interesting studies that I talk about in that oxytocin episode that really prove the fundamental fundamental health impact of oxytocin. So supporting your oxytocin is really important, not only so you feel good, but so that you physically are well as well. So have lots of sex, have lots of interpersonal touch in healthy relationships, and that will benefit your hormones. Next thing is live active and get outside. Lots of proven uh, cortisol and stress hormone reduction benefits of getting outside in nature. And if you're getting outside in any kind of adventurous way, going for a hike, going for a climb, just going for any kind of outside adventure, going for a ride, whatever those things, getting outside, being active, that's going to help support your hormones. Last thing with lifestyle is don't ejaculate as often. I have a number of episodes that go into details about this and why, and we'll continue to talk about this on the show. But when you conserve your semen and you don't ejaculate as often, it's going to affect you in so many positive ways with your life force and your energy and including your hormones. So this means primarily don't ejaculate alone and start edging and learn to Uh, learn to masturbate without ejaculation. And when you are with a partner, learn to get to the point of being able to separate orgasm and ejaculation, which again, I have other episodes that go into this more, but really, really powerful stuff in terms of building your life force energy and supporting your hormones. Next, let's talk about 
training. There's a couple of really important keys with training that apply to all of us. And definitely this is something that a lot of us get into kind of routines. And if you are an endurance athlete and you're going for, you know, multiple hour runs or rides, keeping these couple of things in mind and making sure to add them to your overall training routine will be really helpful. And regardless of whether you're training uh, or training in any kind of endurance sport or whatever already, these things are really important for all of us. Uh, and that includes number one, strength training. We need to move heavy stuff, you guys. Moving heavy stuff and doing strength training absolutely will boost your testosterone. And if you're not doing that, your testosterone is simply is not going to be where it could be and should be. So make sure you do some strength training. It doesn't have to take a long time. The number one key with strength, tra strength training is doing compound exercises that involve the majority of your body. So most things with a kettlebell are really effective. Things like deadlift, squats, snatch with a dumbbell, uh, slam balls, things where you really get your entire body involved and you're moving a decent amount of weight. Those are the things to focus on from a strength standpoint when it comes to your hormones. The next thing is including sprints. If you sprint two or three days a week, even just two days a week, it will absolutely boost your testosterone and it really takes almost no time. You know, you need to make sure and warm up a little bit, but actually doing your sprints will take two to three minutes to four minutes maybe or five minutes max you can get a number of really good sprints in that will that will really significantly boost your testosterone sprints as short as six seconds have been shown to raise testosterone and uh up to 30 seconds raised it for even longer so if you can work up to doing say five 30 second sprints a couple days a week add that in or or use that as a good place to start in terms of your workouts as long as you're in decent mobility right now. But regardless of what training you're doing, add sprints into it and you'll feel a testosterone boost. Next with training is don't overtrain. Overtraining will do a couple of things. Number one, it will raise your cortisol for sure. And it's going to keep you in a higher cortisol and adrenaline state, which will have all the negative impacts that we've talked about. The other thing is it's going to lead to injury eventually because that's what overtraining usually does. And that really sucks because then all that training was for nothing. And the other reason that's interesting is when we overtrain, it has an interesting byproduct, which is uh, pain in general. Pain in our body uh, actually raises cortisol. So if we're overtraining where we're sore all the time, if you're hurting a lot, you're literally running, your body is in a higher cortisol state simply because it's it's having that effect from the pain in your body. So recovering and healing tightness, using rollers, stretching, getting massages, these kind of things are really important to minimize the tightness and pain that you have in your body, not just so you feel better and perform better, which you will if you have less tightness and pain and don't overtrain, um, but also because it will physically benefit your hormonal levels. So those are really the keys with training. Next, I want to move into supplementation. There's a few supplements that I really recommend that are worthwhile to check out for nearly all men because they do affect people differently, but in general, they're both safe and effective. Number one is adaptogens. Adaptogens refers to a class of uh, usually herbs that affect us in multiple ways. What makes it an adaptogen is that A, it's 
it's basically safe and non-toxic. B, it has uh, it affects our body in multiple ways and multiple body systems. And C, it uh, helps us deal with excess stress. So that's really the primary role of adaptogens is they aid our body in times where we're dealing with additional stress, either physical or mental stress or both. So there's five adaptogens that I've found to be amazing, uh, all five of them, and they do work slightly differently for different people and at different dosages. So I would suggest just giving them a try and seeing how they work. These five adaptogens that I would look at are maca. Maca has a number of benefits. Uh, if you're looking for any kind of libido or sex drive boost, maca is a great place to start. Uh, but it will affect your overall physical capacity and ability to deal with stress in a lot of positive ways. Maca is absolutely one of my favorites. Next is rhodiola. If you are an endurance athlete, especially, I would absolutely recommend checking out rhodiola. Rhodiola grows at high altitude. It's used by a number of high altitude uh, peoples, including Sherpas and other, uh, you know, others that are adapted to high altitude because it helps our body in a lot of ways, but including it helps our oxygen uptake. So if that's something that means something to you, if you're with your training, especially, I would absolutely recommend checking out rhodiola, but rhodiola is amazing for mood and for reducing stress. And uh, that applies to all of us. So rhodiola is another one that is worth trying. Next on the list is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is maybe my favorite for lowering cortisol. Ashwagandha is very, very effective and proven for lowering cortisol in your body. So if you really feel like you're running in a high cortisol kind of state, especially if you have issues sleeping because of it, ashwagandha will very likely help you sleep and is very proven for reducing cortisol in the body. The next is ginseng. And uh, I'll actually group together with that eleuthero. Ginseng and eleuthero, uh, are, I would kind of put in maybe just a step below those other three that I listed first. Ginseng and eleuthero, also both very worthwhile. Again, they're adaptogens. They're going to affect, affect our body in kind of different ways. Some people find them more energizing. Some people you're going to find more of a calming effect. And that is something that you'll find with adaptogens in general. They actually will have different impacts for different people because they bring our uh, they bring our body back into balance and when we're dealing with excess stress you know they may actually raise certain hormone levels in some people uh, for example ashwagandha has been shown to raise testosterone levels but it also reduces cortisol so it, it, it you know a lot of these uh, adaptogens because they have kind of an overall balancing effect they affect our body in slightly different ways depending on your unique circumstances so those are the five all worth trying maca rhodiola ashwagandha ginseng and eleuthero the next thing i want to talk about is one aromatase inhibitor which is nettle root you've probably heard of nettle the plant we've all uh likely heard of that it's just a base relatively basic plant but it really has powerful medicinal properties i want to be clear though nettle leaf and nettle root are two different things nettle leaf will help you with allergies and things like that. Nettle root is what's called an aromatase inhibitor, which means basically it helps prevent the conversion of as much testosterone into estrogen. Our body converts some testosterone 
into estrogen. And that's a process that for a lot of us, we want to kind of minimize that. And especially if you're supplementing with anything else, including one of the next couple that I'll talk about that may boost testosterone, it really can be helpful to supplement with nettle root. Uh, but also just all of us, a lot of people find that they really feel good on nettle root because it does, again, inhibit as much of that testosterone from being converted into estrogen. Next on the list is fenugreek. Fenugreek is really interesting. It's a seed, it's a spice, it's actually used in curry. However, when we supplement with fenugreek, it has some amazing effects. It has been shown to increase testosterone. However, my favorite impact is it includes, uh, uh, they're contained in fenugreek is oxytocin. And again, I did an episode all on oxytocin. Oxytocin is really important for us to feel good and affects our relationships and our social uh, fears and, and confidence and, and things like that in really powerful ways. But it also affects our physical health in really powerful ways. Fenugreek t- contains oxytocin and boosts ox- oxytocin. So again, it's basically a food. It's really safe. And it actually, again, has been shown and proven to increase testosterone, but the somewhat less talked about, you know, hormone, which is oxytocin, you know, a lot of people may even know that as like the love hormone or whatever, but it really has powerful physical effects on our body. So fenugreek is worth checking out. The very last one that I want to mention is DHEA. DHEA is one, if you are getting tested for, uh, banned substances, you always want to be careful with any supplements that you take extra careful just for that reason. If you are getting tested for any banned substances, you want to be sure and check whether DHEA is on the list. It is very safe. However, uh, it's, uh, it is on the list, I believe for the NCAA as a banned substance. Here's what DHEA is and why it's actually really worthwhile for most of us to try, especially if we are older, if we are older than say 35 or 40 DHEA is basically a grandmother or grandfather type of hormone. It basically is a hormone that affects our body directly in a lot of powerful ways, but it's also an an upstream hormone that our body uses to convert into lots of downstream specific hormones, including the androgens like testosterone, but other hormones as well. So if we're running, if we're running in an overall hormonal depleted state, and that's going to be true, the older we are, most likely the older we are, regardless of your training, this kind of stuff applies to us more so. And then also if you are engaged in any endurance training, again, all this stuff really applies. DHEA is basically a building block. It's a building block that our body uses to produce other downstream hormones. It's also really closely linked with aging. Our DHEA levels decline as we age and it's really associated with sort of a youthful vitality. I found amazing results from DHEA and a lot of people do. I think it's worth trying, especially if you are over 35 or 40. If you're 22 years old, guys, you don't need DHEA in your life and don't take it. If you're older, if you're 35 or 40, I would absolutely recommend checking out DHEA. It is definitely a very beneficial way to support your overall hormone production on that side of it because it 
is literally the building blocks. And interestingly, DHEA and cortisol also have that inverse relationship where the higher your DHEA levels, the lower your cortisol levels tend to be. If you do take DHEA, I would recommend taking either maca or nettle root with that. Maca also has that aromatase uh, inhibitor action where it's going to prevent as much of the testosterone from getting converted into estrogen. And when we're providing more building blocks directly like DHEA, it's helpful to prevent that from going down the estrogen side and keep it more on the testosterone side by taking something like either maca or nettle root that will help inhibit that conversion process. And again, like I mentioned in the nutrition section, uh, broccoli and cabbage and cruciferous vegetables are a great way to get a lot of vegetables and eat a lot of those because they also have that impact of preventing the conversion of testosterone into estrogen as much. So that's it guys, four major areas of life. It was a quick run through of a lot of those. Some of those I have individual episodes on. Some of those we have individual uh, multiple previous episodes that you can go back and learn lots more about sex energy and other things that we will continue to talk about. So what I would suggest is whatever one or two or three of those popped out in your mind, in your unique circumstances today, give them a try and see how they impact your life. And if you would like some help unleashing your power and figuring out how to apply this stuff in the most beneficial way to your life, I would love to help you on a free strategy call. Just shoot me a text 801-742-1439, or you can view my calendar farther out at holisticalpha.com. But if you want to chat today or tomorrow, we can do that. Like I said, just shoot me a text 801-742-1439. I hope you guys have a kick-ass rest of your day. Lastly, if you could leave a review, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you've enjoyed this or any of the other episodes, I would love it if you would leave a review. That'll help other guys like you find and benefit from the show. So hope you guys have a kick-ass rest of your day and we will talk to you tomorrow.